Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, super hyped for my guest today, Peter Shrezlecki, uh in the Brewers organization. Brother, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How are you? Man, I can't complain, can't complain. Um, had a couple, you know, uh, technology difficulties before we jumped on here, but we're making it work. Uh, how, was, how was your offseason, man? Man, what have you been up to? Uh, it's good. I've just been grinding, man. I've been uh, down in where I live in Palm Beach, at Cressy Sports Performance, and just been taking taking advantage of it. The good weather, um, getting better. Uh, definitely in pretty good shape. So just excited for the season. What have you been doing, um, like while you're not training? Um, do you, I know you mentioned to me you're you're coaching. How's that been? It's great, man. I love coaching. Uh, it's a passion of mine. It's something I want to do. You know, whenever my playing career is over. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I just coach a bunch of young guys, um, but either. I got a couple teams or, you know, I do some lessons, some private lessons, but it's what I do in my free time. And, you know, it's like, it's like my job, I guess you could say my off season job. Yeah. What, what age group are we talking about? Um, it's, it's all over. Um, I work, you know, I work with a seven U team. Okay. I work from those guys to, uh, to high school. Um, and I mean, I've actually, I don't technically work with college guys, but you know, I, I try to help, help guys out. if they ever have questions and stuff. So, I guess from seven you up. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, what what have you? Or I guess you have with the whole like lockout. Like it's been a weird situation for you because you can't report. Um, what is as uh, a minor leaguer? How has this whole lockout been for you? And like, what's like the news on the on the brewer side of this whole thing? I mean, for me, it's been weird because I like where I train. You know, it's a lot of big leaguers and stuff. So on that aspect, like just talking to those guys and a lot of uncertainty, like that, that stuff's obviously been weird and different, but me personally, like it hasn't really changed anything with me. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not on the 40 man. I'm mm-hmm. not in the big league. So everything's been kind of the same. We still keep in touch with all the brewers, uh, coaches and staff and, you know, and that, nothing really besides that change. And then a little bit with the report date kind of stuff was, um, that was maybe the only thing that affected me just cause like they didn't really know, you know, because everything going on with the MLB lockout and all that stuff. So besides that, nothing really affected me. So I've just been, you know, just doing what I normally do, just grind and take care of, you know, my body and all that stuff. So I respect that. Um, has there been a date set then for when you're for when you're uh, supposed yeah. to be coordinator? Yeah, they let me know I'll be heading out there March 4th. So oh, man, it's coming weeks. up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's It feels like I just got home not too long ago and now I'm. I'm headed back out there. So, man, that's crazy. So you you mentioned your training. Um, do you you who do you train with? I know you said some big leaguers and all that. Like, who do you who do you train up work work out with? Um, it's it's this gym called uh, 
Cressy Sports Performance. Eric Cressy, he's like a pretty well-known uh, baseball guy and a lot of big leaguers. I mean, some big-time names there like Max Scherzer and uh, Verlander. Um, I mean, the li- it's it, the, this, it's a pretty big list, man. I could be here all day, yeah, but yeah. it's a great atmosphere. Like, I don't think you can replicate that anywhere else. So, um, you know, I train there. And then there's also obviously a lot of guys like me, like minor leaguer guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's independent ball guys, mm-hmm. college, high school. So it's a little bit of everything. Um, do any of those those guys in the major leagues kind of like take you under their wing, like just when they're working out and just kind of like, you know, kind of showing you the ropes or kind of giving you some advice on how to get maybe to that next level? I mean, yeah, I, I really kind of stay like to myself. I mean, I don't bother those guys, but I know there's a lot of guys that do seek their advice. And um, most of those guys are really nice and they're always down to like, you know, say whatever they can tell these guys to help them. And if it's with the pitch or just, you know, mentality, like stuff like that. So uh, I kind of like, I have a couple guys I talk to, but um, besides that, I just kind of do me. That's what's up. Jimmy um, Nelson's one of my guys, though. Who? So, Jimmy Nelson. Oh yeah. For, for, yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Brewer. Yeah. So I, I've always uh, I, th- I threw with him all last off season, and then this uh, this season just been really like see him in the weight room, you know, shoot the stuff, and that's pretty much it. What has he been up to? Like, what is what is he doing? He's just re- he's had uh he had Tommy John, so he's just recovering, but oh. he's yeah he's coming back a a beast, so he'll be ready to go and. He'll he'll be better than ever for sure. Yeah, no, I mean he's a uh, Brewer fans have very fond memories of him, uh, for sure, for sure. Um, so, talk to me about your growing up. Like, how did you get into baseball, and at what point did you realize you know you're pretty good at the sport? Um, I so I, I was born in New York, lived there for a little bit, moved down here, and then from what I can remember, just playing baseball ever since then. Um, I was. I think I, st- I started playing baseball when I was five and I was playing like up with seven you and always, you know, always was a decent player. Um, I think in high school for me was when like I realized that, um, you know, baseball was going to be the sport that would take me, you know, somewhere. So like because I was a big basketball guy, I love basketball, um, you know, basketball is like my first love, like when it comes to sports. But um you know, I never forget one of my high school basketball coaches kind of told me, you know, I would be in the gym with him every morning early. And it was like my sophomore year. And he was like, Pete, like, you know, baseball is going to be it for you. So we don't really need to go this hard and stuff. And it kind of crushed me. But at the same time, I realized like he was right. So kind of from that point on, like, I knew like I need to start taking baseball, like really, really serious. And, and I did. Dude, you're like the third or fourth person to tell me that like basketball was like their main their main passion, and then they end mm-hmm. up turning to baseball. Yeah. Um, wow! What, what position did you play in basketball? I was like a shooting guard slash point guard. Um, okay, could play the point guard, but I was more of the shooting guard. Did you grow up a, a big Knicks fan? Or no, he. I, so I didn't start playing basketball till like middle school, and. Really, then you know, I was I was living here for however many years at that point, and you know, the local team is the Miami Heat. So yeah. anybody that knows me knows how big of a Heat fan I am. Like I've even gotten like shade on Twitter when I uh, I was like tweeting about Giannis coming to the Heat and stuff, and some uh, Brewers fans. I don't have many fans on there, but the couple fans I did have kind of gave me some heat for it. So, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. 
don't yeah you don't want to mess with with uh the brewer fans and the bucks fans because uh oh i know yeah. trust me but i'm hey, i'm still gonna support my heat I, i'll definitely be a bucks fan when they're playing the heat but not nah, my heat all day yeah no i i grew up uh so i grew up in california like i was saying i, I grew up a diehard warriors fan so um wow. obviously now the last six seven years they've been good but for pretty much all the time that i watched them they were just average average to below average so i remember being able to look on StubHub and get like 10 dollar tickets and now it's like a hundred dollars no, for, no <laughs> it was like a hundred dollars for like standing room you know 100 like, percent. yep i'll just watch it on tv yeah well you have to now so I do, I do now. Um, it's it's hard too because like they'll start at like nine o'clock or whenever they're on TNT, or whatever, like nine o five, and I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm gonna be up to midnight, one, one in the morning, watching yeah, watching Warriors games. Yeah, I, I I try to catch the Heat games on the West Coast, but I tend to fall asleep towards the end of them. Yeah, dude, just wait till you uh, wait till you have kids. It gets harder. Oh, I can't wait, man. <laughs> yeah i got oh, a nephew yeah. now so i got a nephew so i kind of have like a hint he lives with like lives with me so like oh, okay i kind of get a glimpse of it so I, I i know what that life's like how old is he he's four okay okay is he uh does he like does he know what you do professionally is he kind of grasp that concept that you're a baseball player uh i i think he knows he's you know he came and watched me play last year in biloxi but i mean i think he knows like not much but he, he just went to his first baseball practice last week so starting to get him into it and stuff so we'll see but he'll probably be a basketball player oh yeah yeah i mean he's yeah he's he's gonna be tall i mean he's already like if you see him they think he's like six seven years old already yeah i got my son a uh i have a five-year-old my oldest i got him a t-ball set last maybe last summer so we've been heading off the t of course i'm in wisconsin so it snows like half half the year's cold so Right now, I was talking to Tyler. Actually, I was telling you last your your boy. Uh, he's on the pod. He's, that's coming up this Friday. He uh, says that you know in Canada, snows half the time. He can't even train. So I'm like, that's... yeah, he's like throwing indoors and stuff. Yeah, that's how it is here. Except I'm not gonna take my kid to a batting cage when he's only five. No, yeah, no. <laughs> you could just do something in the garage or something. Yo, for sure, for sure. Um, so um in in high school playing there once once you started focusing on 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 baseball full time and not really you kind of leaving basketball uh and other sports aside um how was like the because you went to usf how was the recruiting process for that and uh were there any other universities or colleges that you were kind of looking at yeah for so for me um when i was in high school i i um i had some recruiting going on but then i kind of i like my senior year i didn't really pitch that much because i was hurt I had like a little uh, bone spur. So I actually went to Palm Beach State Junior College first um, for two years. I got my elbow fixed, um, came back throwing really good. And that's when I got recruited by USF and all those schools. And it was definitely a lot of schools. It was uh, um, too many to remember, honestly. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of schools, but I fell in love with USF and, you know, the coaching staff and committed early thank god i did too because then later that year i ended up having tommy john which all correlated with the bone spur it was just like a whole thing and but they treated me great went there redshirted my first year got healthy and then from there i was you know i I, you know i did what i did and i'm very grateful for all that stuff dude you had a you had a pretty good team though in 17 you guys were 42 and 19 
Um, obviously, you pitched with Shane uh, McClanahan. Uh, mm -hmm. First, was he first round pick to the to the Rays? I believe. Yeah, um, in already in already in the show. Oh, yeah. um, how was how was it playing um, with him and obviously your, your that whole team? Um, you had a really good year. It was a, it was amazing. Honestly, I was like we had such a good group of guys. Um, Seventeen was good, and I thought eighteen was even better. Um, mm -hmm. But it was it was good. I, I had a lot of fun. Like to this day, like I still reminisce about my time at USF, and I keep in touch with some of the guys. Um, so, I mean just some good years man that i'll never forget and i'll always yeah. cherish for sure yeah um pitching with shane though do you like just watching him you knew like this dude's gonna be a dude in the in the show yeah actually it was it's funny because like he was so he would throw on fridays and i would throw on saturday and i was mm -hmm. like damn like i was just getting set up for failure because that man threw 100 and i didn't throw nowhere near 100 so i was like i'd always watch him and like really not take notes because I wasn't going to do what he did, yeah. but, um, I mean, watching him, yeah, you knew he was going to be, you know, what he is now for sure. Um, he's a stud and I'm, I'm just happy to see, you know, the success he's having. And I, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. It's just a matter of when, you know? No, for sure. Absolutely. Um, were there, were there anyone else in, in your, in your, um, in that year or in with you in college that also got signed? And I know you were signed by the Brewers. Um, yeah, so eighteen or seventeen? Just in general. I mean, when you were your college, we had a lot of guys signed. We had Kevin Merrill in seventeen. He was a first rounder to uh, Oakland, and oh, he's okay. been he's been traded. Um, it happened when had, you play for Oakland. Yeah, he. I think he was traded. He was traded to Kansas City. Um, but yeah, we had Kevin Merrill in seventeen. Um, we had it's actually a lot. Like my buddy Phoenix Sanders, he's in AAA with um, the Rays. He's been pitching. Okay insane uh david Villar, he was with double a last year with the giants coco montez he was in double a with the, the i mean it, it we had a lot of guys man so you, um, you had a stacked roster yeah yeah pretty stacked yeah it was i mean I, I'm, I'm sure i'm missing other guys too that's crazy yeah because you guys did make did you guys uh so you i'm trying to think and that year was the first round you were in the regionals did you get past how far did you guys get in 2017 I think we lost in both first regionals, honestly, um, in 17 and 18, um, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah we, uh, we, we, uh, we made it to the regional both years and it just didn't work out, which we thought we had, we should have, we definitely should have won, but you know, things happen, so. Yeah. Um, so at what point, um, obviously the draft happens, you, you don't get signed or you don't get drafted. At what point did the Brewers then reach out to you and how was that process? Oh, it was kind of crazy because, I mean, I was getting a lot of, you know, calls and, and people, you know, reaching out to me. Even during the draft, I was for sure um, thinking I was going to get drafted. Like, I had no doubt in my mind. Um, then obviously that didn't happen. So mm -hmm. I was kind of like, what what's going on? Yeah. You know, it was a brief second there. You were like, damn, like, I'm, am I done playing baseball? Which in my head, I was like, it's kind of ridiculous because I, I think I did everything I could. Right. You know, to prove that I should be playing professional baseball, but, it, you know, it's part of it. And then uh, the next day after the draft, you know, I had a decent amount of teams reach out, but nobody kind of like made a le legit offer. It was just all like, you know, touching base and kind of feeling me out. And then the Brewers didn't call me. And then the day after that, the Brewers called me and they had an offer 
and um, Mike Burns, who was my scout, like always had a good relationship with him, you know, through mm -hmm. my time at USF. And that was it. Like he called me. I called my mom. I called um, my coach, Coach Mole, and it just felt right. Like that was the only good thing about being, you know, not drafted is you kind of could choose where you wanted to go. Yeah. And it all worked out. I chose the Brewers and, you know, I'm here now. So that's, it's, that's another thing I'm grateful for. And it all, it all went well. Yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, you get signed by the Brewers. Obviously they have a really good major league club. Uh, their minor mm -hmm. league. Um, they have a lot of talent in the minors. Um, how was that transition from college ball to then going to the minors where it's an absolute grind, um, the long bus routes you were, you played in the, uh, Arizona League, which is and Pioneer League, but I mean, like, what was your first experience and introduction to the uh, minor league life like? Um, well, for me, I was uh, first. I was a starter in college, and then I immediately went from being a starter to um, a reliever. So, like, mm -hmm. that was of course different. Just finding a whole new routine after having one in college, you know. Um, but then, yeah, it was different because, like, like you said, it's a grind. You know, USF, like. You know, we have some of the best facilities in mm -hmm. minor league ball is a little different. Um, bus rides, the uh, you know, some of the hotels and facilities. But I mean, at first it's like, oh, you know, it's crazy. It's like a little shock. But, you know, once you get into it, you get used to it. And then, you know, a, a thing that I kind of say, like, you know, if you don't like it, play better. So, like, for mm -hmm. instance, play better as in, like, get to the next level. You right, know, get right. To the next level. So. At first, it was all like kind of like, wow, this is professional baseball. And then I realized like, OK, well, this is what it is and it's time to go. So that's kind of how I looked at it and, and just been using everything as motivation. Um, when you when they switched you over to a reliever, like how did you at one point you're like, I feel like I could be a starter or you think okay, this might be the best my best path to make it into the majors? I mean, at first, I definitely was like, all right, I'm, I know I can be a really good starter. Um, but then, like, after talking with people and um, honestly, like, too, the thing with being a reliever, I don't know how, but it kind of got me back to how it was um, before Tommy John. So when I got to USF, I was my arm slot changed and I wasn't throwing the same before my velocity wasn't the same. So just I don't know what happened, but being a reliever, it helped me click and got get back to what I was. But at first, yeah, I definitely was like, you know, my goal is to be a starter again, prove it to them. I can start still. But once I got in that role and I got good at it and comfortable and built a routine, I was like, no, nah, like now it's kind of like, damn, can I see myself being a starter again? Yeah. You know, so you, you like you you enjoy the, the relief uh, pitching role. Yeah, I like being in uh, crazy situations and, you know, pretty much being put in situations to fail and try to, you know, show people you, you, you can succeed in them. So I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. It's definitely different, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And plus there's, there's not the, uh, you don't know when you're going to go in the game, right? As a pitcher, you have your routine as a reliever, they can throw you in. And like you said, situations where you're kind of set up to fail, maybe there's a close game runners in scoring position and whatnot. What do you do to hype yourself up in those situations to kind of get yourself in the mood and the grind? Um, honestly, I just, I just try to make it like as simple as possible. Like I, you know, I kind of like in the situation you, 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 whenever a situation happens with the pitcher who's on the mound, the starter or whoever the guy is in front of you, you know, you start to see things that are going on that you 
could lead to you going in the game. So, you know, you always have a routine. I do the routine. Um, and then really that's it. Like I just go from that. And then once I hear my name called, you know, the adrenaline spikes, but you try to just stay even keel cause you don't want to like make it more than what it is, you know? And I just, I always tell myself like, you know, you're not supposed to succeed here. So just go out there and succeed. And that's mm -hmm. what I do. It's so, it, it may sound so simple, but that's really what it is to me. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what's up. I mean, and you, and you obviously you're doing well cause you went last season, you made it all the way up to triple a, um, how, how was it like with COVID that year? I mean, I know that kind of threw, cause you went from in, in 19, you were in rookie ball. Um, and then you made it up to high A and then COVID hits and just kind of throws a wrench and, <laughs> and everyone's plans really. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was different for sure. Um, you know, I had expectations to, you know, go to spring training and try to kind of do what I did last year, mm -hmm. that year, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but that didn't happen. You know, the alternate site was a thing. I was doing everything I could to try to be ready for that. If that, that call came, it didn't. Um, but I was just, one thing I was doing was throwing with Max Lazar. Um, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with Max, but he's obviously, he's with us as well. Um, but uh, me and him were throwing every day and then I was working at uh, Cressy. I still got a lot of innings in, even though we didn't play, I still threw about 40 innings. So I was able to at least do that and, uh, you know, keep my arm in shape, you know, if they were to call me. So, and that, that's really what it was. But the hard part for me was just like, it was like a, a, a season that didn't happen. So it was, mm -hmm. it was missed opportunity for me to, you know, show my, my abilities and, and try to prove myself. But, yeah. you know, I, I, you just can control what you can control. That's really it. That's one thing I've learned in this, mm -hmm. in this business, you know. Yeah, for sure. Especially, especially in minor leagues baseball, you can play as well as you can, but you can only do so much, and then you just kind of gotta leave it in the hands of whoever's making those decisions. Yeah. Um, traveling in the minor leagues, uh, what are some cities that you've been to where you're like, I'm never coming here here again, or where am I? You know, because a lot of these teams are in the middle of nowhere. Uh, one of the places that I'll never forget for all the wrong reasons is Beloit, <laughs> Wisconsin. I've heard that a lot. I heard that Beloit, a lot. Beloit, Wisconsin was by far one of, honestly, I, crazy because I, I couldn't even believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, compare with the the field, and like now they got a new stadium, but when mm -hmm. I was there, this the field, there, we opened up against Beloit and it was like 20 degrees outside and there was like eight people in the stands. And the hotel was insane. <laughs> like, it was insane. Um, so I mean, Beloit for sure is the one place that sticks out. Um, but places that I like, like and loved, um, mm -hmm. it's a good question. Um, well, <laughs> I would say, you know, in Biloxi, Pensacola was cool just cause I mean, I felt like I You're was on in the beach. Florida. Yeah. I was in Florida. So like, it kind of gave me a little sense of home, even though it really wasn't, <laughs> um, Pensacola was cool. Um, definitely Nashville is, is amazing. It's really cool. Like, it's like a big city. Um, I didn't expect it to be like that either. When I got there, I thought it was Tennessee. So I was like, I'm sure it's going to be like another old place, maybe just a little more people. But when I got there, I was blown away how it's actually a pretty big downtown. So those are a couple that stand out for sure. Um, for, um, 
for uh, for Beloit, that's your state. The the uh, the locker rooms, like I hear, like the the ground was just like dirt. It wasn't even. That was Clinton. Clinton was dirt on the floor. That's actually that's another place that you just reminded me of too. Um, but Clinton was like dirt on the ground in there. Beloit was like carpet, but it was just dirty carpet. Okay. But Clinton was legit like dirt on the ground. Jeez. Um, I was talking to uh, to um, Brandon Canar a couple days ago, and he had mentioned that I can't remember what city they were playing in, but there's this hotel they stayed in called like the Mother Earth Hotel. It was when he was in Lowe. So I don't know if you if you had ever stayed there. I can't remember what city it was, but it was like this old fashioned. Uh, I already know, I think I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about uh, down east. It's that it's uh yeah. Oh, what's the name of it? It's like all like like crazy colors and stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah I stayed exactly there. Exactly it. Like yeah. polka dot blankets. Uh-huh. And, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I I wasn't in high for a long time, but I definitely went and stayed at that hotel for sure. Yeah, that's a trip. I was actually looking at pictures of it. I'm like, geez, like that's yeah. That's, it's, uh, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you got to work your way up because it mm-hmm. does get better. It does. It does. So. So then, it, like, did you see a like a jump in like from double A to uh, to triple A in like the hotels, the lodging, the travel? Because obviously you had a taste of of Nashville. Um. Yeah, I would say like I definitely saw a difference with the the, the clubhouse. Um, that was different. Um, the hotels. I, I would say we were pretty lucky in double A with the hotel situation. I don't remember us staying in like any like awful hotels, but. Yeah, I stayed in a couple hotels in AAA, and I mean, they were pretty solid for sure. Um, but I would definitely say the clubhouse was a big upgrade compared to AA. You know, you kind of felt like like a little feeling of what maybe big leagues feels mm-hmm. like with the multiple clubbies, and, you know, they're so quick with everything there, and mm-hmm. it was it was definitely different for sure. Were there any, uh, like, big leaguers, like, rehabbing um, at all during your time in AAA? Because I... Um, obviously, well, I had Jake Cousins who was with me in double A, but then he was rehabbing. It was weird seeing him like that. Um, but yeah, Jake Cousins was there. Um, the, the first baseman, uh, oh, um, wait, which one? Uh, Kassanhira, Vogelbach? No, the other one, the lefty, not Vogelbach, (laughs) but the other one. He hit from the blue, we got him from the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, Roddy Telez. He was there. Um, who else was there? I think that was it. And when I, oh, T- Tyro, Tyron, T- Tyro, hey, Taylor? Yep, Tyron, Tyron, he was there. He's a good dude. Um, and then Kesson was there, but I don't think he was rehabbing. I'm thinking uh, he, he was just, just trying to get his field yep. back and then he got back up yep. there after that. So it was a couple guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so when you made that jump to the, uh, to AAA, was there anybody there who kind of like, you know, showed you the ropes? Cause, um, you you weren't you weren't there for too long, but I mean you made that jump. Um, how was it kind of adjusting to now being just one step away from obviously the major leagues, which is the ultimate goal? Um, was there anyone there who maybe like an older veteran uh, kind of took you under their wing and you know said kind of gave you some advice? Um, on that? I would I would definitely say um, there was a, just a whole bunch of dudes. Like it was a good group of guys. Um, mm-hmm. I was lucky that my buddy David he got up there and Bryce. Uh, Terang, they they were all up there before me, um, so like I was you know pretty comfortable with those guys. And then mm-hmm. there was a couple of, like a lot of the guys in the bullpen. Um, I already knew R.J. Alvarez, who was one of the guys in the pen. 
I knew him because he's from down here. So, I mean, I would say a lot of those guys were great. And then, I mean, one guy that definitely stood out was Luke Barker, um, just because he was in the bullpen with me. Uh, he was he was um, really good, like good for my first couple of days, just, you know. But at the end of the day, it's just baseball, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it's better competition. Yep. And I will say the baseballs were a little different for sure from double A AA to triple A. That took me like that one outing, my first outing to kind of get the feel for it. What was the difference? Like, it's a little slicker. It's like slicker. And I'm a big off-speed guy, so you know, I like to have a good grip on the on the ball. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I got like a feel for the, I was good. But it definitely was different, like (laughs) at first, for sure. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, No, I was gonna say who. uh, So I'm looking at the rosters uh, for the sounds. Obviously, a lot of guys who are you know almost there at the big league. A lot of uh, guys that we all know as Brewer fans. Um, who was like the clubhouse dude who like kind of set the mood or kind of like the glue guy in, in the locker room there? Oh man. Um, I would say it's actually it's Lopes. He actually works out down here too, but Lopes was a good guy, man. He was, he was a guy, I really didn't get to know him too good, but just from seeing from a distance, like I know he's no longer with us, but mm-hmm. he was a really genuine dude. And, um, you know, he seemed to like he didn't care who you were like you know you want to play cards you know mm-hmm. you know dinner and stuff so he was he was a really good dude uh keston was another good dude i didn't really get to sp- i kind of was just around him because he was cool with bryce and them so i was a couple guys i just got thrown in the fire with but they all were pretty pretty solid dudes i, I don't have anything bad to say about anyone really i thought yeah. everybody was good was welcoming <laughs> and warm That's so. a, i'm glad i mean uh if you <laughs> i'm glad you didn't have anything negative to say because i mean yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't tell you who was negative, but I'd tell you there's some negative people, but I didn't have any encounters with that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Good. that's what's up. That's what's up. And uh, um, but just kind of looking at your upcoming season, like what what are your goals that you're kind of setting for yourself? Obviously, making your major league debut, hopefully, you know, in Milwaukee so I can I can go watch you pitch because uh, as much as I would love to go to Nashville, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it out there. Um, <laughs> I hear you. That's uh, that's a little far. <laughs> but yeah, um, what are, what are some of the things you're working on for the season? I would say, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's goal is to make their debut. So I would definitely say that's a goal. Um, but I mean, for me, it's just I just want to be consistent. I want to be mm-hmm. healthy. Um, just want to keep you know showing what I got, proving myself. Um, you know, when it comes to like actual like goals for my pitching stuff, um, maybe just being a little better with some of the execution stuff with my off speed, with my slider and, and stuff like that. But I think it's just staying locked in um, and just going for the, you know, the ultimate goal, which is to get there and then hopefully, you know, do my best to stay there. You yeah. know, so that's really what it is. So uh, it's not crazy. It's nothing insane, yeah. but um, I try to keep things simple. So. I appreciate that. I'm just looking at the, some of the guys that you've you've pitched with that are, have made their debut. You talk about Jay Cousins, absolutely came on with the Brewers and was just incredible. Um, ended up getting a lot of high leverage situations. Um, like just looking at him, did he? Do you did you have any contact with him during that time? Or like, how was? Like, do you still when, talk to keep in contact? When with some he of the guys? made his debut, I reached out. We talked, um, just texted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I just. You know, you want to leave those guys alone, let them do yeah. their thing. Um, but then when I did see him in, in AAA, 
when he, you know, he came down for a little bit. You know, I was just, we were just chit chatting. Um, but he's a good dude, man. He, uh, he works hard and, you know, he earned that and he proved to himself that, you know, he's there to stay. So, you know, you see a guy like that and you just, one, obviously you're happy, happy as hell for him, you know, mm-hmm. just knowing everything he's been through. And then, you know, it just gives you hope. It just gives you motivation knowing that, like, you know, a guy who I was in the bullpen with, not even however many weeks or I think it was weeks um, is in the big league. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's amazing. And it's awesome to see. And you always want your guys and your boys to make it and do well, but it also gives you, you know, sense of hope. So it was yeah. amazing. Definitely. I mean, like you said, you look at these guys who have made it and you're, you're one step away yourself, you know, starting in AAA, um, hopefully, you know, big league camp with the, whenever, Whenever baseball finally gets out of yeah, this right. lockout, I mean, it's man. Like every time I see someone tweet like pass in or whoever it is, like it's just upsetting. You know, like come on, yeah, guys. It's, like, it's they talk about, about about growing the game, but at the same time, we can't figure out how to get our how, how to get this game started. Um, when you're not pitching, like what do you do in the off? What do you do when you're not pitching? Um, you're a golfer. What what do you in do in the season or in the off season? Um. Off season, or just in general, like when you're not pitching or training, like what do you do? I'm a real simple dude. Um, I've said that word a lot actually today, but um, oh, good. I like to play video games and stay. You know, in season, I, I like to do a lot of low key stuff just because you know you're you're trying to keep the body, mm-hmm. um, you know, for fresh and healthy and and recovery. Um, you know, get back to the hotel. I just play video games or I'll watch like basketball or. Um, I'm not a Netflix guy, but I like to watch Impractical Jokers and stuff like that. So in season, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I don't really golf. The guys want me to get into it. So I'm trying to. I have I've only played a couple times, um, but that's something maybe I'll get into. Um, I do shoot some hoops, which I'm not probably shouldn't be doing, but no. uh, I, it's just my passion. So I yeah. try to be smart. Um, but that's really it. I mean, in the season, I keep it. I keep it chill. I cut. I, I cut a lot of guys' hair in the season, so that's really? what I do. You're, yeah, you're a barber. Yeah, I'm like the team barber wherever I'm at. Dude, so that's, that's a fun fact there for you. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> um, yeah, there you go. Um, so that that's probably in season, and then and then off season, you know, chill with the fam. Um, obviously, coach. Coach takes coaching takes up a lot of my time, mm-hmm. and then obviously training, and then I do mix in some basketball. Try to go to as many heat games as I can. Um, but yeah, it's not really much. I, I don't do anything crazy. Um, you know, I don't I don't even drink, so I don't really go out to drink or have drinks. So um it's pretty much it. Pretty simple. Hey, pretty simple. Back. There's nothing wrong with simple, man. Like Yeah. No. Nothing wrong. Like I'm I'm the same way. You know, I work, family and video games as well. It's pretty exactly. much exactly pretty much all I'm more of a COD guy. You're 2K. I, I don't, know, yeah. You'd probably destroy me if I even pulled up 2K. Like, I'm bad, man. Like, yeah, those we, games... We try like, to play. We huh? play for... We, we, we put some uh, competitive stuff on the line in 2K. Yeah. We bet oh, a I would, bit. I would, I'd get absolutely destroyed. Like, I mean... <laughs> Call of Duty, maybe. Sometimes Fortnite. Uh, I'll dabble, but... Oh, man. 2K. Maybe, maybe, maybe that would be my goal for this season. Like, you you focus on the golf. You you, you get that up. I'll get my 2K up, and eventually I'll I'll practice enough where I'm like, all right, I feel like I can I can beat you. Let's Peter, do it. You know? I mean, I'll be honest with you though, like like a lot of guys that we play with, like Bryce, 
he doesn't play 2K, but he plays with us, and he's gotten better. Uh, David mm-hmm. Fry, he never plays 2K, but when he's with me, he plays mm-hmm. it. Um, Ethan Small played one time. We did a tournament, and he sneaky beat some people. Ooh. So never say never. Yeah, who's you, who's you, the best gamer out of out of your crew here? Gamer, like full on just gaming. Or, yeah, or like, like who's 2K? the best? Who got? Yeah, no, in general, like who's the best gamer? I would say Ur- Lucas Urseg is a sneaky Fortnite like legend. Like he's okay. He's wakes up in the morning and he's grinding. So I'll give it to Urseg. I think he's from what I've seen. He was my roommate in Biloxi too. So I, I got to give it to him. I'll, Fortnite, I don't think anybody could take him. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I download and delete Fortnite a lot. That's I was <laughs> really? talking to I was talking to Hobie Harris uh, a little bit ago. He's a uh, he obviously got signed by the Brewers as a, uh, as a free agent this past off season. Um, you, I'm sure you'll hope, well, hopefully he breaks camp with the Brewers. Hopefully, but I'm sure you'll see him in, in AAA either way. But yeah, yeah, man, I was telling him like. Fortnite's like my palate cleanser. Like whenever I'm playing Call of Duty, I just get over it. Like I'll download Fortnite, play for a couple weeks straight, just absolute grind, and then I'll delete it and go back to like COD and and other things like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I like the Fortnite because like you could um, it's a good way to like you know get in touch with your buddies without you know like you could yep. shoot the shoot the shit with them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know if I could curse, but. Oh um you can you know shoot the crap with them and then just play while you're doing yeah. it and that's that's why i like it but i haven't played in so long though because none of my buddies play it i'm not and i don't play it by myself so i got you way, I'll, I'll, i got way. you yeah, but last time i played was with ursic okay that's how i learned that he's on a whole nother level with that that stuff yeah i mean i'm I'm decent i'm not gonna say i'm i'm that level but i'm not bad like i can hold my own that's <laughs> yes, probably better than me then Hey, hey, I'll, 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 I'll send you my gamer tag. Like, we'll, we'll set it yeah, up. Send it. I'll, if you don't want to play alone, well, we I... can play on Fortnite because cross platform. But you can't yep. play with me on two K. No. Yeah. Two K doesn't cross platform. No, no, unfortunately not. What about MLB The Show? Do you play that? No, <laughs> I don't. I, I was actually like bummed they didn't have. I wasn't in the last one, so I, I don't want to play that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Hey. This year you'll be in the in the major league. I'll be if it's in Milwaukee. Like, let me know. Send me a message. Be like, yo, it's happening. You know, I let me, you. give me a little warning here. I'll be All there. Right. Sometimes I, for some guys it happens so fast. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, there was days in um, AAA where I show up to the ballpark, and we just be like, guys would be like, yo, where's he at? Oh, he he got called last night oh. and he had to leave. So like, sometimes it happens so quick to like, because I promise you, like. I even got some some dirt for like not telling people about the the Nashville, and I was like, "Listen, I'm the first person to tell people. I'll never like yeah. not tell people." And it just happens sometimes, and like, you know, you you get a text late at night, or they tell you late at night. For me, like my biggest thing was when I was in Wisconsin in Appleton, and um, we had a game ended at like eleven or ten or eleven, and you know, Matty Erickson kind of like came in and I was like taking off my jersey and he was just like, hey, like, you're not going to need that again. Um, congrats, like blah, blah, blah. And, like everyone going crazy. But then it's like, oh, damn, I got to pack a million mm-hmm. things and I got a flight at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like sometimes it's like crazy, but I try to do my best. I promise uh, if, if you know, hopefully that happens. I'm only 40 minutes away. So like it could be day up. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> where, so where are you at exactly? 
I so I I uh, am in the Madison area. So it's about forty five minutes away from like the where the university is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Have you ever made it out this way or no? When you were in Appleton? No, I've just been to Appleton um, when I played there. And mm-hmm. then we played in the stadium. I didn't play, but we our team played in the stadium, uh, played uh, Quad Cities or somebody. And that was really the only – and then Beloit. That's the only place I've been in Wisconsin. Okay. So. Well, when you're when, – well, you won't be here, but when you're in Milwaukee. Well, I like well, that, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. When you're here in Milwaukee, uh, we'll uh, we'll head out to Madison sometime. Show you around. Oh, absolutely, for I'll sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hey, Peter, I uh, do want I do want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, always love talking and getting to know, meet other players, just kind of, you know, hanging out, talking to them. So I I'm looking forward to to seeing you in Milwaukee, brother. I feel like this is it. I appreciate that. I hope so, and I appreciate you having me on, and you know, reach out whenever, and I'm I'll, I'll reach back as soon as I can. I appreciate that, man. Man of the people. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.